Consider the following and some of the results you will hardly believe. Running a small business isn't for the weak. Learn how to take your business to the next level with marketing and operation tips for a small business like yours. I'm Hillary Kay. Let's talk marketing. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode three, Automation Baby. Okay, that pause was for a laugh and I'm taking it. That wasn't funny and that's okay. But in all seriousness, I am just so excited. Today we have on the show, Teddy Garcia from marketingfunnelautomation.com. He has been in the digital marketing space since the nineties and just has really all so much good information to share with you. I just really can't wait for you to just soak up all of his knowledge. So without further ado, here is Teddy. Teddy, just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started in the world of marketing. Sure. Uh, so let's see. Wow, it's been a long story. So first of all, you know, grateful to be here and excited to share this with your audience. Um, I got started on the internet uh, back in 1997, 98, somewhere around there. Uh, I used to own a, a bicycle store and wanted a website for that early on and had always been kind of playing with computers as a kid. So bought a book on HTML and built a website. And from there realized I could probably make more money doing internet <laughs> stuff than I could running a bike shop. So sure. <laughs> um, went on, did a couple other things. We used to build uh, CD and DVD stores for radio stations for a while. And then I ran a large uh, online shopping mall called pointshop.com uh, for a few years. Uh, and it was in that business really that uh, you know, I started noticing what was going on in the internet marketing space, uh, more direct response based marketing. Sure. Uh, I got really enthralled with that. That was around 2008. Um, and so at that point, uh, I ended up building a relationship with a guy named Rich Sheffrin, uh, started working for him. He was one of the top mar- internet marketers at the time, the guys that were doing, you know, four or five, $6 million launches in like a two week time period. So I was like, yeah, I want to know what this guy's doing. Right. Um, and that's really where I kind of got, you know, the behind the scenes view of those types of businesses and really, you know, how they were using systems like Infusionsoft and, and other automation things to, to really, uh, you know, market and promote and set up rules and triggers that were based on behavior to, to really kind of adapt their marketing. Uh, since then, I've gone on to work with most of the top thought leaders, authors, speakers, coaches um, in the information marketing industry, uh, like Jay Abraham, Robert Allen, Sally Hogshead, um, companies like Lifebook, uh, things like that. And right now, I currently work with uh, Todd Brown at marketingfunnelautomation.com, where we teach people, you know, basically not only marketing funnel automation tactics, but more importantly, the strategy behind the messaging of a funnel and how to properly craft a sales message that will convert people into customers. Awesome. That's awesome. I love Sally Hogshead. Like she's one of my favorites. I love her. I love her fascinate book. So that's awesome. Um, Okay. So that kind of actually leads right in to the next question is really why should small businesses be concerned with automation in their marketing? Why is it important? Uh, For a couple of reasons, I would say. So, you know, the first thing is, you know, as small business owners, uh, you know, we got so many things going on day in and day out, especially if you're a That was one of the things that attracted me to Rich originally, if you haven't read his Internet Business Manifesto, which has a big U-map with all the different things that you got to do in a business if you're you're a small owner. Right. So... So there's two types of automation. There's marketing automation, which is automating, 
you know, the messaging that goes out and when it goes out and things like that, which allows you to communicate with your customers without having to keep track of where you are in that relationship with a contact, right? And so, you know, it's one thing if you got 50 clients, it's another thing if you're dealing with, you know, 5,000, 10,000, 50,000 <laughs> sure. people on your list, there's no way to possibly humanly keep track of that manually. Um, so marketing automation allows you to do that. But then business automation, um, you know, could be things like, um, for instance, I just set this up this week uh, with Trello, right? So like I can, I use Trello as my project manager system, keeps track of all Absolutely. my tasks, yeah. right? Uh, but you can set up, you can set up automations with Trello through things like Zapier and IFTT, things like that, where I can pretty much at this point just tell Siri, hey, so add something to my Trello board, right? I don't have to go right. hype and create a card or, or anything like that. Um, so there's lots of different areas of your business that you could automate, like my calendaring, for instance. Like somebody wants to book an appointment with me, we don't go back and forth by email to try to figure out a time. Uh, right. I have a domain dedicated to my calendar. Right. <laughs> I send people and they can go and schedule a time automatically. The booking gets confirmed. The go-to meeting gets set up. The email reminders automatically go out. I don't have to think about it. Things yep, like that. I use oh. I use Calendly myself and I love it. I've set up a Zapier where I have Zapier talk to Calendly and Calendly talk to my Google calendar and it's it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I you know, I, I know some people that, that just like literally have every aspect of their life automated. Like they really don't have to touch anything. Um, so you know, there, there's a lot that can be done. It's just a matter of kind of looking at what you do every day and especially things that you do over and over and say, right. this process I'm repeating, there's got to be a way to automate it. And, and, and I think an important thing too, is to realize that automation is not always about a machine doing it for you. Right. So, sure. so automation could be basically automation should be defined as anything you don't have to do. Right. So even if it's delegating a task to a VA or somebody else to do it, it's still one less thing that you got to do. So it's, getting clear on what your most, the most valuable use of your time is during the day, uh, sure. either delegating or automating the rest. Perfect. All right. So you talked about several tools just now in that last answer, but what is your absolute favorite automation tool? Well, so certainly from a marketing standpoint, uh, it's going to be Infusionsoft. Uh, that's the main tool that we used for uh, all of our campaigns, all of our marketing sequences, things like that. So, you know, when Infusionsoft, and, and there's other automation tools like Active Campaign is another one sure. I would recommend, which is a little bit lower priced than Infusionsoft. It kind of does the same thing, but it's it's keeping track of where somebody is in the relationship with you. So, you know, let's say they they opt in for a webinar, they register for a webinar, or something like that. Um, you got a series of emails that are typically going to go out to remind them to attend. And then once the webinar happens, one of two things is going to happen. Either they attended or they didn't attend, right? If they did attend, they either bought or they didn't bought, right? So there's all these branches that are happening and you should have different messaging going out to those people based on the behavior and, and the actions that they took. Um, so all of that can be set up in advance uh, using something like Infusionsoft where all that messaging is going out. So, you know, people that attended the webinar, but they didn't buy, you're dealing with their objections, you're adding bonuses, you're making them another offer or whatever. The people that didn't attend, you're sending them the replay, you're making sure they watch the replay, like all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, Infusionsoft is by far the tool that 90% of my clients use. Um, again, unless they're on a lower budget and they use something like ActiveCampaign. Um, and then on the business process automation, 
automation side. Um, you know, at the end of the day, Zapier is the glue that pretty much ends Absolutely. up all, all of yeah. <laughs> Could I mean, not agree more. There's like 450 different apps or something like that that you can connect through Zapier. So, you know, again, going back to the Trello example, like, uh, you know, if I, I can start an email in Gmail and automatically add it as a task in Zapier, um, you know, different things like that. I could start a message in Slack. It'll do the same thing. Right. Something I got to follow up on and put it on my to-do board. Um, so pretty much anything. And, you know, the big thing about automation that I think um, most people mess up whether it's marketing automation or business automation is they don't really know what their process is ahead of time. Right. And we'll go in and start <laughs> building stuff without really thinking it through. So it's best to really kind of whiteboard everything out or use like a lucid chart or something and right. kind of map out how it all flows together, how all the different systems tie together uh, so that you know what you're building. Right. Yeah. I do that all the time when I work with clients and do their strategies for their, you know, their business strategies or their operation strategies. And I think Lucidchart is such a great tool (laughs) to do that in and and really just, you know, list out all the tools we're using and how those work. And it's just easy for people who aren't in it every day, right. Right, right. To see, you know, to see how it flows. I mean, even if it's on paper, it doesn't matter how you do it, right. It doesn't have to be or anything, but just getting it out of your head and kind of, you know, plotting how all the because then you also have a map so that you don't break something later right if you exactly you can make one change to a connection and all of a sudden three other systems that were connected to it that you forgot about now aren't working right so yeah exactly and and one thing i wanted to add about zapier too is it's such a cost efficient choice like Mm -hmm. it's just i think it's perfect for small businesses people who don't have huge budgets because it's able to do so much and you know and get the job done and and do it well so Absolutely. that's one thing I wanted to add about Zapier. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like five to 15 bucks a month, I think. Right, like yeah, definitely. All right, so speaking of small businesses, what is the first thing you would recommend to small business automate or how should they go about the process of figuring out what they need to automate? So I guess it depends on, on the type of small business, um, but uh, I would definitely recommend automating your scheduling. <laughs> like for me, just sure. having, a, having that calendar application is, is a huge, uh, time saver. Uh, because like I said, it just, I give somebody a link, they go, they book whatever's convenient for them. It shows up on my calendar when I got to be there. I don't have to worry about reminding them or any, like it just does all of that. So that's like, that's like a huge time saver for sure. Um, and then again, any other type of follow-up that they do normally, right? So, you know, whether you're an internet marketer or a real estate agent, you need to follow up with people, right? So absolutely, anything that's going to be a, an email that you're going to have to send over and over again, even if you just build a template for it in like Gmail or something like that, right? So you're not retyping. Sure. Um, um, that, that's extremely valuable. But the other thing that it does is it, uh, especially with email marketing and communication with potential prospects and clients, it allows you to ensure that everybody has the same experience, right? And so, I'll, you know, I'll often get a lot of feedback sometimes when I talk to traditional small business owners. They're like, well, you know, it's not personal. It's not for me. You know, like I didn't customize it for them. That kind sure. of thing. Uh, which to me is, is a bunch of crap. Um, <laughs> I would agree. <laughs> because, because you'd be surprised how many people, like I have one email in my sequence where, you know, if somebody's gone through 20 emails and they haven't clicked on anything and they haven't responded in any way, I'm like, look, I'm going to stop bugging you and I'm going to just take you off the list. 
And that email gets so many responses. Oh, no, Teddy, like, I love your stuff. Oh, like, they don't know it's automated. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. right. exactly. You really, have, you really have no idea that it can be automated in, in most cases. Um, and if you do have that excuse coming up, then still automate it. Send the email <laughs> to yourself to remind you that you need to email this person. That's a great then point. Then tweak it and then send it out, right? But at least... You know, the system's telling you when to send it. It's giving you the copy to work with. You can tweak it, personalize it, and send it out. Um, It's just a great thing for quality control in general, I think, is, you know, everyone's getting that same message. You know, you're not in a rush typing it out. You're not, you know, oh, I forgot about that crap. I have to go send, you know, 10 of them in five minutes because I have to go rush off and do something else. So I think that quality control is a great component to automation. Yeah. And even, you know, like, look, like, look, we all have bad days some days, right? So, you know, (laughs) that tone is going to come out in an email possibly, uh, you know, if it's great point (laughs) so it's better to have it kind of systematized and especially if you have other people on your team too right like then it's even more important because you want the same message going to all the customers because it's the message that you perfected you don't want each salesperson necessarily saying something different or you know right right so yeah absolutely yeah so any any types of routine communications any sort of immediate follow-up when you meet somebody uh definitely your scheduling um, those are kind of the, the big things. Okay, perfect. Okay, so jumping kind of on the other side of the spectrum, is there a point when there's too much automation where a business should kind of draw the line? Do you do you see that anywhere? Have you had any experience with that? Well, what, what I would say is that not necessarily that there's too much automation, um, but more so that people may automate too early. Right. Ah, okay. So they may automate, they may just, you know, they may launch a new campaign or a new offer or something like that. And, and their goal is to make it automated from the start where, you know, you may want to do that manually initially to test it, to tweak it, to try, try different ideas and offers and variations of it before you automate it. Um, so that, that's, a, that's a key thing, right? Um, or try, you know, so we, we preach the premise of building minimum viable funnels, right? So it's a very simple email campaign. It's a very simple landing page. It's a very simple sales page. It's just to test this offer. And until we know that that offer is going to work, we're not going to go and build out a bunch of did not buy sequences, right. sell sequences or all that kind of stuff, just a waste of time. Right. Um, right. And that's, that's a big thing I see in general, um, especially with uh, information product creators, you know, they'll spend a year creating their course before they've ever tested whether somebody even wants to buy it. Right. right. I see. Yeah. I see a lot of people do that when they use click funnels that that's like this brand new product or brand new course. They'll have this beautiful click funnel, you know, mm-hmm. out, and then they don't even know if it works. They don't right, right. have it tested, you know, done any market research or, you know, any of that. And it was just, you know, kind of a waste of time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For, I mean, for anybody who's out there interested in creating courses or, or trainings or things like that, I always say do, do a webinar, sell it on the webinar, have an outline of what you're going to talk about and then sell it as a, you know, a live eight week program where you do one webinar a week and then you can create it on the fly and get paid to create it. And, and you're going to get feedback after every week of what people want or what they liked, what they didn't right. like. That's great. You actually end up with a better course that way than you would if you just created what you thought they wanted. Um, 
you know, and it's a lot quicker and it's quicker to the cash too. Which, yeah. Know, <laughs> which is what all small businesses are thinking about, right? <laughs> yeah, like, right. You can make some money. Uh, but yeah, so yeah. And again, so in general, yeah, I don't think you can automate too much. Um, but again, you should have kind of a master map of what is automated and how it all ties together so that you, you know what's automated and how it all ties together. Because it's the more you automate, the more things can break. Right. right. <laughs> That's exactly right. And we've all had something like that happen, right? <laughs> yeah. And those, and and even after you automate, don't don't just assume that it's working, right? You know, pure right. You can't just like wash your hands of it and be like, right. all right, bye-bye. <laughs> so okay, awesome. Um, and I think you might have touched on this a little bit earlier, but if a business realizes their operations are just not running as smoothly as they should be. What sorts of questions should they ask themselves to figure out maybe where automation might help them? Um, so, you know, first it definitely is about identifying like, like what's not working. Right. Um, so if we talk about it from, from a marketing standpoint, for instance, uh, you know, let's say they're, let's say they're buying Facebook ads and they're sending them to an offer, um, a landing page or, or whatever. Well, if that's not working, you have to figure out where it's not working, right? Is it not working because you chose the wrong audience in Facebook and you're targeting the ad to the wrong people? Is it not working because uh, the cost of the clicks are too high for it to make sense? Is it not right. working because once they get, because the ad image wasn't, so maybe you had the right audience, but you got the wrong ad image or the wrong ad copy, so they're not clicking on it enough. Or they're clicking on it, they're getting to the landing page, but they're not registering or buying because the message doesn't resonate or it doesn't right. matter bad. Like, so there, you got to really kind of do like a theory of constraints kind of thing to figure right. out where, where, is, where is the problem here. Uh, and, and kind of figure that out. Um, now, in terms of operations, you know, from from just technical operations of the business side, um, you know, there you got things like HR, right? So, you know, if you're hiring employees, even if they're temporary employees, like you're hiring somebody on Upwork or, or something like that, you know, if you're consistently having problems with you know, the outsourcers aren't completing the project on time. They're not delivering what you want or whatever. There's something in your process that's wrong there, either either in your hiring process uh, of how you're selecting these people. You're not interviewing them enough. You're not asking them for samples. You're not doing a trial with them mm-hmm. things like that. Um, or maybe it's the way that you're giving them the, the details about the project, right? You didn't think through everything that needs to happen and how it all needs to work. So what you got back is, you know, and you can't expect a program, you know, programmers deliver what you ask them for or not. <laughs> typically don't think too far outside the box, right? Right. Um, so, so that's important too. So yeah, I would say in, in any area of the business, that's kind of it. It's like, you know, what are the steps in this process? Where are we having the issues? And what's what's the actual fundamental cause of that? of that issue. Right. And I think to your point, like you're not, you know, in the, you know, for your Upwork example, if, if, you know, you have one person giving you awesome work, but another person you're like, they have the same, you know, resume, they have the same, you know, type of style, what happened, you know, it could be that you're not sending them exactly the same thing. And that's where I think automation might help as you have already a pre-drafted, you know, email that you send out for this type of work. This is the type of job where it's just kind of has, you know, blanks for you to fill in the, you know, and the answers, but it's the same, it's consistent and make sure, you know, it's that quality control thing we talked about earlier. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, like for me, like, you know, if I'm hiring somebody on Upwork, I've already have, 
kind of predefined like interview interview questions that I'm going to ask a programmer or a designer or a video guy. Um, and you know, they include that starts at the cover letter. Usually like when I'm, when I'm writing the description on Upwork somewhere in the third to last paragraph, I'm like, Hey, mention the word spaghetti in your reply, or I'm not going to consider you. Right. right. And yeah. so immediately if they don't mention that, I know they didn't read the description. They just responded automatically and they're automatically deleted. Right. Mm-hmm. So don't eat, like they don't get past that point if they can't follow that simple direction. Um, or, you know, other times I may send them a sample of code and say, tell me what's wrong with it. Or, you know, ask them, mm-hmm. like if I was hiring somebody to do like Infusionsoft API development, I'd be like, well, what function in the API allows you to add a, ta- the content, a tag to a contact? Right. And they're either going to go look it up or they know it, whatever. But the ones that just like give me some crappy, you know, I just, you can tell. Right. Um, right. So it's that kind of thing. It's like thinking through, like, how do I know? And developing these processes beforehand where then you can be like, Siri, tell Trello to, you know, create a task that has all of the, you know, right, exactly. <laughs> add-ons to what I have to send these people or, you know, whatever. So you've, you've already thought about it. And that, I mean, that's, you know, part of automation too. It's not necessarily using all these tools, but per- preparation and making sure, you know, you're prepared and you have all these things ready to just to go. And you're mm-hmm. not having to start from scratch every And time. I think it's important to say too, that it's not just about your business either. Right. Like, so like fancy hands is an interesting service where, you know, they'll pay your bills for you. They'll book your flights. They'll, you know, kind of do what it typically what a VA does, but they have, you know, they have your payment information on file securely. So like, it's like, Hey, you know, cancel HBO on my, on my, uh, on my cable bill. Right. Like I don't have to do that. Right. I'm yeah. one time Warner for an hour trying to get that canceled. I could, I could literally tell Siri and she could technically create a task in fancy hands for somebody to do that. Right. <laughs> and all this stuff, I just don't think people realize is out there. And it's just, I mean, I feel like there needs to be so much more education <laughs> about yeah. like, these are really like, these are, this is available for you. Like you do not have to be working this hard. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's so much you can do, right? And so it's a lot of it's trying not to get overwhelmed. Uh, But the reality is, is like, if you can think of, if if it's a repeatable process, it can probably be automated. Uh, And there's probably a tool to do it. And the reality is those tools are are actually pretty affordable. Um, And, and, you know, when you factor in, that's the other thing I think is people don't factor in what's the value of their time, right? Like, if you want to be making, you know, hundred thousand dollars a year, then you better be worth at least a hundred dollars an hour. And if you're doing right. work that's less than a hundred dollars an hour work that you could be paying somebody five, 10, $20 an hour to do like, and, and I get it. Like a lot of people are like, well, I don't have the cash. Well, trust me, you're not going to have the cash if you don't exactly. delegating that kind of stuff off your plate because you're not doing the things that break in, bring in the money. You're doing the mundane tasks somebody else can do. And the other right. common objection is, well, they're not going to do it as good as me. You know, uh, they're not going to find me the best flight. You know what? If, even if it was $50 more than the best flight, you know, your time is valuable. It took, you, took you five <laughs> minutes to delegate it or three hours to go research yourself. Right. You know, it's like, yeah, I was on, I was on the a phone the other day with a client and I was asking them, I said, okay, so what is your cost? you know, what's your bottom line cost for your service? They're like, well, there's no cost. And I'm like, 
what do you mean there's no cost? Like how much time do you spend on it? Well, it's just me. I don't hire anyone else to do it. I'm like, no, you don't understand. (laughs) Your time is valuable. You have to associate a price for your time. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, mean, most entrepreneurs don't pay themselves either. Right. Right. Consider their, their income and their expenses and whatever's left is, is, you know, so that's the, that's the reason that they don't have a value for their time is because they're not, they're not valuing it enough to pay themselves. Right. So they look at their businesses and they think they're profitable, but they didn't pay themselves what they would, what they're worth in the regular market. Right. Right. Uh, so that, that's a yeah. That's the minimum that you should pay yourself, right? Like right. Twenty, thirty grand a year, or you know, forty, sixty grand a year, whatever you are. If you're a programmer, or, you know, whatever. But pay you got to pay yourself something. If the business can't afford to pay you that, you don't have a business. Exactly. Right? Forget about the tax write-offs. Forget about it. Oh, it's paying for my travel. Yeah, no, it's not <laughs> really. Right. Exactly. No, yeah. that's that's spot on. So. Spot on. All right. Well, I think we've covered some, you know, have covered a lot of bases, cover, have, you've provided a lot of good information, but just for fun, <laughs> do you have any stories of a time when automation went horribly wrong? Uh, there have been times, uh, certain times like, uh, you know, where we've had a big campaign kind of running inside of Infusionsoft and, uh, you know, we made some changes to it or something like that. Uh, and you know, hundreds of thousands of people got an email again that they had just gotten or, or things like that. So it's usually something wrong with, with the system. Um, you know, it doesn't cause a detrimental, some, sometimes it actually helps sales. When, when yeah, right. Like that, right? So sometimes, sometimes it's a good thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that's usually kind of, kind of what it is. Nothing, nothing major that I can think of. Okay. Awesome. Well, is there anything else that you want to add anything, any good books that you've read lately about marketing or anything that you think, um, listeners would appreciate? Well, we, we just, uh, Todd just finished writing a a new book called the, uh, it's all about how to, how to generate big marketing ideas. Um, so that's a really good book that I'd suggest people check out because, you know, at the end of the day, the problem with most people's marketing and communications is that it's me too marketing, right? Right. You know, if you're selling to coaches, everybody's like, Oh, how to improve your coaching business or how to get more clients and blah, blah, blah. And it's just noise, right? That's uh, the same. It's annoying. Over and over. <laughs> people are kind of used to hearing it. So they just kind of tune it out. Um, so what we teach is really how to come up with really unique marketing ideas that are not, not only, you know, captivating and attention getting and interesting, but, they're out of left field. Like they force people to kind of want to, to, to know more. Um, and you know, how to create what we call unique mechanisms, which in every product or service or something unique about it, most people don't name it and, and actually use it as a benefit. So one of the examples we talk about a lot is like P90X, right? P90X is one of the most successful fitness videos and all that kind, but it's because they came up with a unique mechanism called muscle confusion. Right. We've heard, you've heard that. Right. That's the thing that makes yeah. a difference. That's the thing that makes it work. So the unique mechanism is typically what gives somebody hope that, Oh, this is the reason that this product's going to work for me because it has this unique mechanism thing in it. Um, so we talk all about that. So uh, people can check that out at uh, bigmarketingideabook.com. It's like seven bucks or something like that, but it's, you know, it's a full 200, 200 page book or something like that. Um, highly, highly well worth it. Um, that'll get them into our world and we can help them out with anything else as well. 
Awesome. Great. Well, thank you so much, Shetty. I so appreciate your time for coming and talk, talking to us about automation. And hopefully this is helpful to people. And if anybody has any questions on programs like, you know, Infusionsoft or anything like that, you can, you know, you can email me, you can um, reach out to Teddy's business. We're both familiar with um, those type of products. So, and we'll, we're both happy to help you. So, um, Anyways, thanks again, Teddy. I so appreciate you coming on the show and um, looking forward to talking to you again soon. Awesome. You too. Take care. Thanks, All right. Uh Bye-bye. So you see, a lesson to be learned. Experiments never fail.